And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Magic Pod Squad is brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. They remind you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. On this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, we catch up with former Magic player Mikel Pietris. He spent two years here in City Beautiful, part of his 10-year NBA career. So we discuss that run to the 09 Finals, why MP was a fan favorite here in Orlando, and the rest of his career, what it took to get to the NBA. Otis Smith, the one that drafted him to the Golden State Warriors, and also playing with Kevin Garnett and the Boston Celtics. We get you caught up with what MP is up to now, all coming your way on this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. This is Cole Anthony. This is Jalen Suggs. This is Paolo Bancaro of the Orlando Magic. And you're listening to the Pod Squad. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, George Galate here with you. And it is our pleasure to welcome in Mikel Petris. Ten years yes. in the NBA, two and a half years here in City Beautiful, of course, part of that finals team. Air France, playoff Petris, they all apply. What? what Man, it's good to see you, MP. How are you? Man, it's good to see you guys too. You know, I'm 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 uh, I'm doing extremely well. Now I'm I'm 40 now, so uh, my year <sighs> from the Magic is past now. But I'm uh, it's always good to see you guys. Now that it's makes me now you. that they makes can't... me feel really old. By the like, I always feel <laughs> old anyway. But then to know when you look at you look at MP's bio and you're like, wait a second, he was born in '82. Carry the foot. 40, you're not allowed to be 40. You're supposed to be running up and down the floor, hitting threes. <laughs> I, I know. What I happened? Mean, you know, I'm, I'm still training. I'm still, you know, doing my thing in the morning, staying in shape because I don't want to just lay down, just lay down and watch the kids all day. So I drop them at school and, you know, I do like two, two hour uh, workout and then I go home. Well, that's good. Well, listen, MP, you would have thought long by now that they would have killed Dante and Galante, but somehow we survived, man. Somehow we're still here talking to you. This is great. Of course. I, don't, I, I mean, you guys part of the, the Orlando Magic history. I mean, uh, you guys were a big part of the 2009-2010 teams, and I think, you know, we just can't get rid of you guys. We need you guys because you, you guys are part of the community. You know, so whenever you, they get rid of you guys, they get rid of me too. Oh, all right. We're, gonna we're tied together. Uh, we're I got to remember that. I got to remember well, that. Well, man, we oh. miss you. You know, it's the Magic are playing in Cleveland tonight, George. And of course, you remember. I mean, how much fun was that 2009 series, Eastern Conference series, beating the Cleveland Cavaliers to go to the NBA Finals? I mean, how often? Because I think about it every day, MP. How often do you think? <laughs> how often do you think about that run to the finals in '09? You know, I, I'm thinking about it every day, and and, and today it's kind of like make sense, but at the, at the same time make no sense because uh, from the 2009 season, the end, uh, not the NBA, but the whole fan wanted wanted to see Kobe going against LeBron, and right. To, today we never saw that that, that, that story. And then for us, we kind of like think that like as as like as okay, that's what they want to do. This is not what we're going to do. And I think you know everybody focused on 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 that Cleveland series. And after that, I mean, it was part of the uh, magic history to go to the final against Kobe. Did you think about that 
MP, was that talked about that the world you you felt the world wanted to see LeBron against Kobe? Did you take that personal? I mean, I mean, uh, I, I think Cleveland thought there was going to be the magic and going to the final versus mm-hmm. the Lakers. And I think, you know, that was part of our, our first motivation was to beat LeBron. Yes. And, and, and beat the Cavaliers because they were, they were the, uh, the best team in, in the East. And I think it was going to be a great challenge for us to, to compete against them. And I think the, we, when we finally beat them and we went to the final, I think the magic has to be the history too. And we didn't win, but at least we compete. We had a great season. And the year, the year after, we had a great season too. That's true. MP, you've been a part of many teams, many leagues. Before, you know, going into a season, right, when your team has a legitimate chance to do some damage, to, to be good, when did you know before that season or, or during that season that this was a team that could really make some history and do some things? When did you know? I'm going to tell you guys when I knew from the first day of training camp. Because when yeah. you have Van, uh, uh, Coach Van Gendy, you're going to work your ass off every day. <laughs> so uh, there is no, I mean, from the, from the, from the get-go, we knew that we was going to be a, a great team because everybody had a world on the team. We had Dwight, Rashad Lewis, and we have many uh, snipers on the team that people that could shoot threes and people that could score too. So I think that was uh, one of our our um, our greatness on, on, a, on a team to have so many people that can shoot the ball. And I think uh, we had, man, we had a great season. Now, did you, you know, know I, like, I, I, I talk about, I've talked about it a couple of times with other guys and Dante, that before that season started, we were at a dinner before training camp. And I, I'm sure you remember this. We were at a dinner and I was lucky enough to be a part of that dinner where Stan went around the room to literally every player, every player, whether you were Dwight Howard, Jameer Nelson, Michael Petras, uh, Donald Foyle, and he went through everybody's role. And he said, listen, this is what your role is. This is what you all one through 15 went right down the line. And everybody looked at each other and was just like, yep, we know. We know that that's what it does. Is that part of it? Is it just accepting what the coach and what the team needs of you and not trying I mean, to do any more than that? I mean, he really set the tone for us. He really told t- t- the players, hey, this is what I need from you, and this is what you got to do. And, you know, most players were trying to get more out of themselves, out of him too. And I think that's, that's why we had uh, such a great team for, for, for two years. So everybody knew their role. Everybody knew how many minutes they were going to play, hey, how many, um, um, what it takes to win a championship. I think we work hard every day. You saw us every day working hard. And I think, you know, uh, as a player, I truly appreciate uh, Coach Vangeli as well because he allowed me to be at my highest level competing in the Spurs, Miami, Cleveland, the Lakers, the Clippers. Back then when the team was, uh, everybody was competing for a championship. And I think, you know, I truly appreciate you playing for the Magic too because when I first signed with the Magic, I mean, People were talking about you know going to the going to the magic, but for Disney, you know. Half yeah, right, and right. Think, yeah. And I think you know by the fact that we put a team together, we really set a tone for the next uh, for the next ten years, twenty years for the franchise. You know, you had that. You were on that Golden State Warrior team that upset the Dallas Mavericks, right? You upset them. You were an eight seed that 
that beat a white, just a great story upsetting them. So you got a little taste of playoff success. What, what made you come to Orlando? What did you see about this team and this roster that made you say, man, I, I want to go be a part of that? I mean, uh, let me tell you what. Or did uh, we just pay you the most money? Did we just pay you the most money? <laughs> no, no, no. It, wasn't, no. it wasn't about the money because, you know, okay. uh, the Detroit gave me the same, the same amount of money. Interesting. Uh, why, I, why I came to the Magic? Because the guy that drafted me was Otis Smith. And I told Otis Smith, whenever right. I leave Golden State, whenever I leave Golden State, I want to play for you. I want to play for Orlando. And when awesome. I became a free agent, I told my agent, no, I'm going to Otis Smith. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm going to play for Otis Smith because that was the guy that allowed me to be in the NBA, that allowed me to, to make my dream come true. So I was like, nah, I got to go to Orlando. So what was it about Otis that, that, that kept you drawn to him, even though he had already left Golden State at that point? What was it that, that, that Otis brought to you? He, he brought uh, so much confidence in, in myself because he told me, you know, I want you to get ready. I want you to do, to, to do your homework at, uh, in the summertime. And when he left Golden State, I felt like the guy that was give, giving me those advices wasn't there to see me perform those advices. So I was like, no, I got I to gotta sign with the Orlando Magic. And then that year, I told him, you know, I'm going to take you to the final. But, you know, you, you talk about that, the Magic going to the final. People were like, oh, okay, okay, see you later. See you guys. Uh, have sure. a nice trip. And I told him, no, I'm, I'm going to take you to the final. And then, That's amazing. Uh, I, had, and I had the bet. Uh, I, I didn't have a bet. I spoke to a guy that used to be uh, close to all his face. And today he's not he's not with us anymore. That used to that he was the guy that used to own uh, Ollie Davidson, and he told me, "Yes, Michael, yes. Promise me you, we're going to the final." I said, "Yes, we're going to the final." And he never he never had a chance to see it, but at least right. I made his dream come true. That's awesome, man. I remember that. Uh, speaking of Bruce Rossmeyer, I re- I remember that. Yes, he was a yes. Huge, yeah. huge, huge, huge Magic fan and. And you guys were able to make that happen. You know, it, it's something that we've talked about a little bit, MP. And obviously, we wish Dwight never left. We wish all you guys were here forever, right? We wish you could have kept that team together forever. But they came out with the top 75 players in NBA history. They did not put Dwight Howard on it. Whatever's happened the last couple of years, I don't care with Dwight. The Dwight Howard that you had, Dwight Howard that was here in Orlando, is one of the top, is one of the greatest players of all time. Is he not? Of course. Dwight was one of the best players in the NBA. I don't know. First, I don't know why they trade me. And I'm yeah. still wondering today why they, why they trade me. We're going to get an answer on if, that. If the will, the, I think some, some things say, if the will is not broken, why you got to fix it? Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. If it ain't broke, don't I fix mean, it. That's right. I mean, we were, we were like, I mean, I mean, one player away from winning the championship. I think maybe one confidence away from winning a championship. They should have kept the team together and then see how far we can go with the same team because we knew each other like brothers. The staff, the, the players, everybody's working at the arena. I mean, for me, it was like a, 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 flat, a family. And I don't know why they, they trade us, why they, they decided to break that team, to break that team. And then Dwight left. And then uh, from two years ago, watching Dwight winning a championship with the Lakers, 
I was like, that's good for you. I'm happy for you. But why you then do the same thing with the magic? <laughs> yeah, yeah me, was, me, too. Me, me too. Me too. <laughs> I could have win one too. If you do the same thing for LeBron, you could have do it yes. for me too. Yes, I you're mean, right. Like, I mean, but life goes fast. Life goes on. And, you know, I'm happy for him that he, he won a championship. But, um, but you know what, if you're really, watching, George and I, we watch this and it's, it's, a big guy in the middle, every NBA team right now, and four guys that can shoot the three. And really, it's now five guys that can shoot the three, right? You can spread the floor in the NBA now, and centers are shooting the three. You guys started that, did you not? With, with spreading the – there was Dwight, and everyone else around him could shoot the three. I mean, I mean, we, we, we had such a great team. I think we had the record in Sacramento one year. We made 28 yes. or 27 threes. <laughs> And I think, you know, that's, that's what made the magic because Dwight was the guy that um, the defense was watching all the time. And at the, at the same time, you have four other shooters. Right. So I think, I think, I think we, we started something that, you know, I used to play like that with Golden State. So it kind of reminds me of uh, my, mm-hmm. my style of play. So I think, uh, I think, I mean, we can talk about this for so long. Yeah, but you know, it, it was a good memory. It was a, such a great memory. You think Hito's getting up in the morning and doing workouts? You think he's in the gym first thing in the morning? Hito <laughs> today? today, today, yeah, today. today. Like, what do you think? What do you think Hito did this morning no. after he dropped the kids off from school? <laughs> he's probably getting a coffee and he's probably going to, going to eat somewhere. <laughs> how about you what are you up to man let, every, let everybody know where you're at and what you're doing these days so every day I'm, you know I live in uh, I live in France now I live in Bordeaux so every day I drop my kids at school I go back home get dressed and then hit the gym for at least two hours take a nap wow. take my kids to school cook dinner for them and put them to sleep and watch TV 10 minutes I don't really watch TV and then I do that all year. That's that's my program. That's your program. Awesome. That's what that's, that's what you're great. going with every day, huh? Yes. Now you still have a place in Orlando, though. Do you get back to Orlando very often, or 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 not as much as you want to? How often I mean, are you back? I mean, I wanted to go back to Orlando, but every time I go back to Orlando, I mean, you you guys either on on a tra- not training camp, but on summertime break, so I mm-hmm. can barely watch a game. Or maybe yeah. the summer league, but so the summer league is in Vegas. So for me, is I like Orlando, I like the community. But I mean, if I if I come in the summertime, I would like to do one community service for the Orlando Magic in the summertime. But you guys, everybody on vacation. Yeah. So for me, it's no point for me to be in Orlando and just just basically do the same thing I do at home in France. Right now, I, now I've kept in touch with you a little bit, and Dante has as well. Are there other guys you still are in contact with? Uh, from the magic in the past, you guys are the only ones. This is it. Oh, go on. We gotta gotta reconnect you. We gotta reconnect. Is it is it is it because Jameer doesn't want to pay the international rate on the phone? Is that is that why? I I think that's why. I mean, I would like to. I mean, I would like to talk to Jameer again. Oh my old old teammate, and but you know, life goes on. We have kids. We have other issues to talk taking care of and sure. some, sometimes the magic will bring us the old, old nine or ten team together and we finally oh, yeah. see, see each other and 
and, and, and talk, uh, talk about the past. Hey, let, so when you're watching your kids during the day, what's, what's some of the, obviously we love it. We've got kids of our own. What are, what are some of the things you love about playing with your kids? And what are some of the things that drive you crazy? MP? <laughs> I mean, what, what, what I, what I love to do about my kids, it's drop them at school in the morning. <laughs> That's the best thing. That's right. And the you worst thing I think about them is when I, go, when I have to go pick them up. That's awesome. Okay, so kind of like most. Oh, yep, I guess. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that hey, probably didn't go that's the way great. you wanted. I, that's I'm great. not going to lie. What I love about awesome. my kids is first in the morning. Thank you. I'll see you guys later. I got all things awesome. to do. They're messing uh, with his workout time. The they're messing with messing the work. with workout time. Yeah. I mean, do you still play? Do you play a little pickup? What are you? You're staying in no, such so, great so, shape. What's that for? No, some, some, sometimes I play a little, a little pickup with uh, with a team um, on Tuesday and Friday just to stay in shape, just to feel the ba- sure. uh, basketball a little bit. But uh, but I said I'm not I'm not really do much besides working out and. And picking up and taking care of my kids, as I said. Well, then, then tell us about this. Tell us about Victor Webinyama. All right. He seems to be a, a big story coming out of France, right? Okay. So, t- seven four. Is he really seven four? And can he really do all the things that we see him do? I mean, I saw him play last year in Paris, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> it reminded me, remind me of kind of like, Kevin Garnett and Kevin Durant mixed together. I was like, Oof, I've seen wow. those two players together. He can shoot, he can rebound, he can block. And he has that, that toughness that I like. And I think he's going to be the greatest thing in the NBA in the next few years. And that he's not afraid. He can shoot and he's not afraid to score. I, I think he's going to be, uh, hopefully, the Magic going to draft him. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that would that, be great, right? So that's why everybody is looking over this, this kid is, is that's what you see from the times you've, you've, you've watched him play, a mix of those guys. Yeah, that, yeah, that, kid, that kid is going to be the, the real deal. He, I mean, he's smart. He can rebound. He can play. He can run. I mean, every coach in the NBA is going to love him. I mean, he's, 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 a, he's a different type. I mean, you remember when, uh, when Steph Curry came in, into the league, they say he won't be able to do this, he won't be able to do that. And what I like about Stephen Curry, he, he changed the entire league. I mean, yeah. he doesn't play in the NBA. Steph Curry plays somewhere else. Some players play in the NBA, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of league does he play, but he plays somewhere else. He's an alien, that guy. I mean, he's, a, he's an alien. And I mean, you know... Hopefully, the Wimbayama going to have the same uh, the same impact in the NBA as well because the last the last ten years, big guys wasn't successful in the NBA, and I think uh, the game was around like threes, screen and threes. So it, it's going to be interesting to see a different different view of the NBA the next ten years. It sure is seven four to do all those things. You know, I think about we've got a player in Franz Wagner, Mike, uh, that came over from Germany, right? So he played playing professionally since he was 13. You look at Luka Doncic, right? You look at Porzingis. You look at when you came into the league, playing professionally. How how difficult is that to go play at such a young age, and how much does it help you mature? And people that are coming from overseas, I, I got to think when you get to the NBA, there's a maturity about you, right? Because you've been playing. You've already been a pro. I mean, 
we have we have that dream going to the NBA, and we we really excited. But for me, when I first moved to uh, San Francisco, I didn't even know where it was San Francisco. So I had to take a map and right. say, "Where is San Francisco? Oh, I'm going this way." I was like, "Okay." And then uh, everything is different. Well, my, I, I remember my first workout was like an hour, 15 minutes. So after 15 minutes, I was already tired. I felt like I've done two hours. Wow. I was like, whoa. I was like, I, I have to readjust myself and, 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 and see how they're working out in the US. And, and can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. And then that's, what I like, that's what I like about being, uh, being, uh, being the NBA because the NBA is so different and kind of like, Meeting you guys too, because you guys, you guys is like a new part of my family. And I think I've learned so much from you guys as well, because the way you guys have to work, the way you guys have to promote the game, the way you guys have to be prepared as well, because an NBA game, you have to do so much to make everybody happy. And people think that sometimes it's just pushing the ball and ensure it is, it's not like that. And I have to I have to look at all the detail that make me dream. Wow, the NBA does something else. And today, if I have to do it today, I would do it differently. How would you do it differently then, from from what you did? How would you do it different? I would not change anything. The only thing I would change it's the day Otis Smith say I was going to draft Mikey Petrus, press the button, say say no, I'm staying here. Because when I signed with the Magic, that I, felt, I felt so comfortable. I felt like that was the divorce the, the, the family was part of my family too. Because you, you remember the owners, the, 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 the staff, the players, everybody was happy to be together. And, and that's what made uh, the Orlando Magic family a family. And that's what, that's what, that's, that's what I like, being part of, of a team that treats you like your family. That's what I like. And I treat the same the same way the fan and the people that work for us too. Yes. A lot of respect and, and we move on and we create a new chapter for us. You know, I think MP, there's a lot, you know, everybody nowadays, you, you see everybody, the game's over or practices or everybody's got their head in their phone. Everybody's looking at their phones. And I, I think about all the times I was in the locker room with you guys and, you know, there was, you'd look at your phone for a few minutes, but you guys were cracking jokes you guys were talking to each other. Everybody got along, and it was it was. Uh, I've never seen it. The the chemistry that you guys had in that locker room it was very funny. I we would go in there. I know George could speak to it, but I would go. We would just laugh the way you guys all talked to each other. It was it was a great group. I mean, uh, the game is different now. I mean, yeah. uh, most most players uh, play uh, the game, and after the game, through social media. Whenever you have to say something, I remember when George was, uh, was uh, calling a player, oh, Michael, that's for you to go uh, talk, speak to the media. Now they, the players speak to social media. So yeah. we don't have the same kind of like, uh, uh, we don't have the same kind of like communication that we used to have. I mean, we have to go, get back to the always where players don't use social media and use the, 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 the media to talk about the game and, and, uh, and express the way they feel about the, the, the game too. But you, you would be, you guys, 
Yeah, you guys would be surprised uh, if even if you went into the locker room at halftime, <laughs> how many oh, uh, how, how many phones are out sometimes that I've seen over the past couple of years. It's 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 crazy. It, it's it really is crazy. I, I mean, you you want to say something, but you don't have the power to say something. Even myself. I mean, Kevin Garner would have take that phone and break it. Yeah. <laughs> No doubt. Okay. Okay. Well, now, okay. Now that's interesting. Now talk about that because I think, now listen, I, I, these guys still want to win. These guys are still great competitors. And I think the league is in great hands, but Kevin Garnett was a different animal, right? So what, take us through that, what your interaction with him when you played with that Boston team. Hey, when I signed, when I signed uh, with Boston, I was coming from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I remember uh, uh, I was playing against the Suns versus the Celtics. And Kevin Garner squeezed me too hard. I told him, don't do it again because I'm, I'm going to come at you. He did it again. <laughs> and then we both got, in, we both got ejected. <laughs> and he told me, let's go in the back. I was like, let's go in the back then. <laughs> and then uh, when I first started in Boston, in the locker room, I was like, I got to see, see Kevin Garner. He came to me. He came to me. He said, "You know what? Welcome, because I like that. We're gonna fight together. We we going to we going to fight, and I want you. To, I want you to be here." I was like, "Wow, that's nice." And then that's kind of put me on a, on, on a, another level, you know. And uh, that's awesome. I think that's why we went to the summit final against the LeBron in Miami Heat, and we had a great coach through Doc Rivers, and then we have. Uh, I mean, I mean, I was happy to be with the big three. Yes, sure. Chris, sure. and Rihanna, because everybody was talking about the big three on TV. And I wanted to see that. I mean, it's when you see how they prepare themselves, uh, all of them, you go like, wow, this is what greatness means to the game of basketball. Like, I don't think I've ever asked you, when was the first time you had been to the United States? Was it after you got drafted or had you been to the United States before that? No, I've been to, I've been to, the, uh, to the USA before that. I was going to Phoenix. That was like two years before I got drafted because, you okay. know, some uh, European players goes, always go to uh, America to, to walk out on their game and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I never, I never had a real chance to see the real America. Well, every, everything was big to my eyes. I mean, when you play the Madison Square Garden, I mean, it's the Madison Square Garden. I mean, for you guys, it's normal because you've you lived there and you've seen it so many times. But for us coming from Europe, it's it's a different ball game. You you see everything goes fast, and once you get on the court, every, everything goes super fast. Everything is super strong. Everything you have to be mentally. I mean, as a European player, you have to be mentally prepared ten times than the American players. Now, who came? Did you, who came over with you? Did you have anybody that came with you when you got drafted, or were you by yourself? Because that that has to. We, we've talked to yeah. many people that have come from Europe. Many players. It's got to be hard leaving everything you have behind to come to come over to a completely different country and doing this and leaving everybody. Yeah. Did you have a support staff that was with you? How did that work for you? No, I, I, I was ready. I mean, I had uh, my manager, Raul Ramlin, that you guys know. Mm-hmm. And I had one guy, once I, um, when I arrived in uh, San Francisco, his name is Keith Smart. Keith Smart. Keith, Keith Smart. Keith yeah, Smart. Keith Smart. Me, yeah. You know what? Yeah, Keith Smart. He told me, 
I'm going to help you. Because my game wasn't fit for, for Somalia. I mean, they told me, yeah, everything was great. Everything we loved you. I mean, for myself, I wasn't happy with the way I was playing. I was like, how can they be happy with the way I was playing? It has to be a job. And he told me, listen, go to France for two weeks and then come back. We're going to work on your game. And then I work on my game all summer. And then um, when the season started, that was my, 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 my first game. I kind of like enjoy it, but I, I kind of see my weakness, my weaknesses as well and see things I got to work on to be at least, I'm not going to be the greatest, but at least I, I'm going to try to compete and help a team win, win, win a game and win a championship, try to do my best to, to enjoy this game. I know Magic fans remember, and I know Magic fans appreciate, and you've always had a great relationship with Magic fans. You're one of their favorites uh, here in Orlando. But I don't know, George, if there's a better nickname than Playoff Petrus. There was something about the playoffs. When we got an MP, you hit big shots. You got big steals. You'd block big shots. You always drew the toughest defensive assignment. You'd hit a big three at some point in the fourth quarter. What was it about the playoffs, man? You just came alive. You, you really enjoyed that, didn't you? I mean, it wasn't about all playoffs, you know. It was about uh, during the season as well. Sure. Then, well, no, you did it during the year too, as well. Absolutely. Yeah, but I, I had uh, I have something in myself. Whenever uh, late in the game, the game is on the line. People are afraid to take the shot. I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, I was taking I was taking big part of that moment because you you're playing against LeBron, you're playing against Kobe, and you know those moments coming from them. I wanted to be I wanted to be the guy that was going to save the team both sides defensively and offensively. And we are so many guys that could shoot too, but I was like, this is what I live for. This is what I like. This is what I, this is what I, I, I like to spend the, the victory. And that's why I was taking a big, big responsibility in the, in the playoff. And I was, uh, I was enjoying the moment. I mean, the playoff is where you, you see uh, not the real players, but you see the real value of a player. And that's why, like, uh, and then being being a uh, being uh, uh, with the Orlando Magic, I truly that's mean a lot for me. But you say that's, you say you awesome. enjoy you say you enjoyed it, but like I, I recently, maybe a month ago, I watched Game Six again. Uh, of uh, that's how sad I was, Dante. I watched Game Six against Cleveland from two thousand and nine, like a month ago. I watch it a lot. I watch and, it a lot. Uh, you you see the replays of the game and. I, multiple times the place is going absolutely crazy it's bedlam in the in the amway arena and you hit a three from the corner the place goes batty and you just walk down the court your face is like stone face <laughs> you you maybe did one of these where you like you give you know like give them gave somebody no hour to, it just so cool as a cucumber just very even keeled mp like it didn't bother you at all meanwhile i'm on the side I had three bottles of Pepto-Bismol. I, I needed some tones. Like things were yes, going crazy. Right. You're out there just cool as a cucumber. I mean, I was, when I hit those, those shots, I was trying to feel the, uh, the, the, the fan, the, the happiness of the fan, the yeah. energy, the way they, was, they were happy to see their team going to the final, their team go going to be successful, they're going to have a great team in Orlando. Finally, people are going to talk about the Orlando Magic. They've been waiting since 95, since yeah. like Shaq. I mean, 
I'm not, I'm not a guy that's going to show you, oh, I'm happy to hit the shot. No, I'm going to show you that this is normal for me. This is, this is, yeah. I'm going to the office. You guys, yeah. you, you guys send tickets, buy tickets. Me, I'm shooting toys. Just, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> but it was good great. for me. You know, honestly, it was good for me to, to be part of it. And then, uh, well, the MP, again, MP, tell George, tell George about this because there was, and, and there were a lot of fit. Like, people loved Turk. People loved JJ, Jameer, Dwight. Like, people loved all you guys. But I remember on your birthday, there were Magic fans that would bring you a cake. They brought you a cake. You remember that? There were Magic fans. People, people brought you stuff and baked you things <laughs> before yes. games. Yes. I, I, was, I was 28, 29. Now at 40, <laughs> you don't get anything. <laughs> Nobody brings you anything they, anymore. Yeah, they don't. They don't even invite you to the game. You want to know why? Nothing. You want to know why they don't bring you anything anymore? Because your happiest part is when you drop your kids off at school. That's why they don't bring you anything anymore. That's the best. <laughs> not, that's not, the best part of the day. Yeah. Come on. Oh my god. So how old are the how old are the how old are the kids and and what are they doing? Are they playing basketball or anything? Man, no, they're not playing basketball. One of them, the last one playing basketball, he's seven. Okay. The big one is it's uh, it's fifteen, and then the girl that you guys know, she's twelve yeah. now. Wow! Twelve! Oh wow! Man. Wow! That's amazing. That's crazy. They all drive me crazy. <laughs> well, we've established don't, that. We know don't that. Ask, don't ask me if I'm going to have another one. No, <laughs> I got rid of them. <laughs> Well, hey, I can't last, wait for them to hear this. I can't wait for them to hear this podcast. We're going to play this. We're going to play this. <laughs> hey, last, last thing. George, one of, the fav- one of my favorite trips I ever took, I went to Guadalupe. I know you MP, did, and I'm still, and I, I'm still and bitter I visited, that I wasn't I, there. Yep. I, visited, I visited where MP was from, and after that, we went the summer after the finals run, and here we are. All right, it's a big country, and he's sitting there just walking the streets. Everybody knew who he was. And this is the impact of the NBA, of, the, of professional sports, of MP making it, right, from his country to the NBA. There were magic jerseys in Guadalupe. There were people, and then they saw him, and they started cheering and chanting. He had a crowd wherever he went. I mean, I can't imagine MP. If I go to my hometown, nobody cares at all when I come back. But when you, when you go home, I can't imagine what that feels like. I can't imagine. I mean, it's, it's a great feeling because um, you're trying to, to inspire yourself and inspire others too. Uh, give um, give a, a, another person a chance to be another, another, a player, maybe for the, uh, the NBA or maybe for the other magic later on in their life. And I think because uh, because uh, I try to give back so much, maybe the people loved him and I still give him back so much. But uh, let me tell you something. When I first time with, with, with the magic, people were like, who is this guy? And then after like training camp and after like two or three months, I start seeing the fan loving me. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I, I told myself, you know, I got to do something to, to bring the fans together close to me and show them the way I was born, where I was born and where it's going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I took like, uh, we were five of them. And then, um, I mean, that was one of the greatest experience for me as a, as a Magic player to be able to take the fan and see the way, the way yeah. I was living, the way where I came from and what my life was about. 
That's yeah. outstanding. I'm still bitter. Enjoy- I'm still Dante's Good. riding around on a jet ski. Ooh, it was awesome. Out. Yeah, it was I, awesome. I'm still bitter about that trip. I yeah. still miss the <laughs> I still sad. miss the rum. I still miss the rum from Guadalupe. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie. All right, hey, I don't miss it. No, because if I drink it uh, at 40, I drink it straight to sleep. <laughs> it hits different now, doesn't it? Does everything hurt now that you're 40? Everything hurts now, right? Oh my god. Uh, it takes me two hours to wake up from bed in the morning. Sometimes my kids are late to school. <laughs> well, listen, we're gonna let you go because you gotta go pick up the kids. This is your favorite part of the day. Favorite. <laughs> right, thank you. Okay, thank you. This was awesome. We appreciate it. We got to keep in touch, okay? Let's do it again soon. No problem. That'll do it. Thank you. For this edition of Magic Pod Squad. We'll see you next time.